TGIF, my friends, TGIF. Yes, you've got to be thankful. Even in today's climate with so much chaos going on, we've got to be thankful for each and every day that we're given. Some of friends, family, didn't wake up today. Special prayers for my good friend Ken's wife, who had to go in for emergency uh, surgery today. We won't get into details, but Ken, we're praying for you and for your wife. And so many other Americans are dealing with other issues. Other than all the chaos that's ensuing, that's pouring out of our mainstream media channels at us at an alarming, never never, seen, never seen before rate. It's truly, truly alarming. Hopefully this right here will give you a little bit of break from that. It's not going to be nonstop Antifa riots and chaos and looting. Have we seen enough of that? I know uh, I've seen some videos that really make your head spin as to the absolute destruction and chaos that has ensued over this last week, week and a half. It is truly disheartening and, uh, and makes your heart ache. But we've got to focus on what is good out there. We've got to continue to expose what is trying to take place behind the scenes. And we've got to be thankful that the Department of Homeland Security is taking action, that Antifa and Black Lives Matter leaders are being exposed. I'm going to bring you some of that today. It's important that all of us know exactly who is behind all of this rioting, looting, destruction, and why. And we're going to bring that to you. I'm also going to show you the video that Twitter decided not to let play on their platform. I don't know how they could get away with such a thing, but... Uh, I'm going to show it to you today. It's uh, it's all about our president and what he has done and is doing for all Americans, especially the black community during this time. You know, it's interesting. It's actually pretty sickening that if you go on Twitter and you search racist, guess whose profile populates at the very top? Donald J. Trump. Tell me that we are not in an absolute battle, a war right now of the minds and not only is the majority of mainstream media complicit, but so are most of our big tech platforms. Facebook's being nice to me. Please hit share. Please do it. Hit share right now. You never know if one of your own family members or friends or someone else's may see something on today's show that may make them wake up, maybe do some research, and then come to, uh, come to a new de- uh, conclusion as they discover some truths that they probably are not used to hearing. Twitter, thank you so much. Please retweet. YouTube family, thank you so much for joining me. And if you're joining me by my podcast, thank you so, so much for choosing to subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. You're helping to propel my podcast to the top of the charts, and that goes a long way to help me share more truth and more news. If you're not already subscribed to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, please do that after the show. I just uploaded a podcast I did with Charlie Kirk. What a time, what what better time than to have a member of the black community and very white community. Charlie is definitely, uh, uh, he is very, very white. Uh, but yet he loves this country. He loves America. He's been sharing videos exposing uh, the hypocrisy that is the mainstream media and what we're hearing on a regular basis. Him and I got into it. We got into it deep. We got into some facts. He shared some things with me that I did not know. I shared some things with him that he did not know. It was an amazing podcast. That is on my podcast platform right now. you want to listen to that tonight. And please share it with 10, 15, 20 friends. Let's try to wake up America together. All right, let's get into it. What did I share with you? Yes, they are looking into the leaders 
of Antifa and the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm probably going to be bringing you some video tomorrow as I, uh, I, I hear that there is another march planned not too far from my house. So you're going to want to make sure that you're following me. And again, on Facebook, please hit the share button if you haven't done that already. So a counterterror expert... John Guandolo has uh, has shared that feds are were unaware the feds were unaware of Black Lives Matter communist connections. They were unaware until he pointed it out. John singled out Antifa and Black Lives Matter as communist organizations. Make no mistake about it, friends. That's absolutely what they want. They want anarchy and they want to topple our government. And they're using the emotions of the American people that believe there's some systemic racism, which. I still, if you haven't seen Larry Elder and Dave Rubin and that clip where Larry Elder literally changes Dave Rubin's mind on the spot, you might you, you definitely want to check that out. I had a, a chance to talk to Dave a little bit yesterday. So, uh, single out, singled out Antifa and Black Lives Matter as communist organizations who are looking to overthrow the U.S. government. He says that BLM was formed as a Marxist communist organization. That is what we're dealing with. He says that although supporters are just looking to make their grievances known, the leaders of Black Lives Matter are looking to topple the current form of government. Of course, we know that Antifa is rotten from the top down. They want the exact same thing. Guandolo says the activities that it participates in, you've got to look at it through that lens. When I sit down with senior government leaders and lay this out for them, I mean their heads explode and they realize that this is a detailed and as ingrained here in the United States as the Islamic movement, the jihadi movement. The president is starting to see how these things are connected. When you tell someone in the government that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist communist movement as a matter of objective fact, they just don't know this. And then, of course, they're like, well, why are we meeting with them? That is my question. Sir, why are you meeting with them? Why are you giving them legitimacy? You're going to want to read the entire article for yourself but I'm thankful that the heads of these terrorist organizations are what's being looked at and looked into, and that is being brought clear and clean and straight to the feds. This one is also coming from the feds. They are going after leaders of Antifa and other organizations. The Department of Homeland Security says, acting chief of Department of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, says that government investigators are already investigating members of Antifa and other groups who are taking part in the violent riots sweeping the country. Wolf told Fox host Brett Baer, I think overall that we've seen as far as taking place sort of boots on the ground in these metro- uh, metropolitan areas and the groups like Antifa or anarchists in general. And those are the types of people that we see. That's the intel that we're getting back, primarily moving these violent protests and these organizations in a certain direction. People are being swayed. It usually occurs after nightfall. So during the day, we usually see the nonviolent protests occur And then when it gets to night, we see the more violent protests starting to happen, criminals starting to take place uh, and uh, organized, loosely organized during the day to achieve the specific goal. Friend, we've got to know, as my good friend Dan Bongino shared very clearly, these these rioters, these looters, these criminals, they're not going to go away. You're going to want to hear what Nancy Pelosi had to say. What she felt, what she feels is the solution to this problem is absolutely ridiculous. She could barely get two words out in a sentence together. It really makes you wonder what she's on or what she's been drinking. I'm being serious. Uh, and I cannot believe that woman is the speaker for the Democrats. Any Democrats out there? You're going to have to ask yourself, is this, is this woman really speaking for you? Well, here is a way to protect your neighborhoods. 
This is uh, something that I think most American neighborhoods need to do uh, in order to make sure that the peace is kept when these Black Lives Matter or Antifa marches, any march whatsoever, comes to your neighborhood. is one way to make sure that everything stays peaceful in your neighborhood. If you don't already know numbers of your uh, neighbors, I think it's time to start going door, door to door during the day, introducing yourself and letting them know, hey, we're putting together a neighborhood watch, a neighborhood uh, standoff just in case a march comes through. We want to know who's packing and who's going to be willing to stand out there with us to make sure that our neighborhood stays safe. I've had some uh, a good friend of mine that's here in the North Dallas area share with me from one of his FBI sources that they are in fact planning on going to, into suburbs. I don't I don't say that to make you fearful. I say that to make you aware. Pay attention. Be smart. Antifa has said they're going to take it to the suburbs, and we all need to make make sure that we are all very ready and able to defend our neighborhoods, just like those individuals did there, which is a beautiful thing to see. Well, this woman, 22, charged with inciting riots after posting her footage uh, of her looting on Facebook. She's facing 15 years in jail. Again, I'm so thankful that most of these imbecile criminals are as intelligent as they are meaning very little. It takes a special kind of stupid to commit a felony and then brag about it on Facebook for everybody to see. Yeah, that's exactly what she did, especially when we see the same thing over and over again. Alexandria Lyons of Grand Rapids was arrested after she posted a video showing her goading other protesters to damage and loot buildings in Grand Rapids. Thank you for keeping your pretty smiling face on camera. Someone must have reported her for what she posted, and the police were able to track her down and make the arrest. The riot saw over 100 businesses get damaged. She has been charged with the malicious destruction of, of a building between one and $20,000 in one case and inciting a riot. If found guilty on both counts, she could be facing 15 years in prison. And that's exactly what all of these individuals should know and should see. Not that these rioters are getting out of jail. Not that these celebrities are offering to pay to get them out of jail. No. They should be looking at hard prison time for being uh, being complicit or even uh, in being the ones inciting violence or destruction of our American businesses or homes or buildings. That right there is what will shut this thing down. That is part of what Dan Bongino made so very clear. These people aren't just going to stop. And they only get emboldened when they hear police, when they hear uh, mayors, when they hear governors say, I, I saw this police chief, I believe it is, he was on CNN, and we all know CNN has one agenda, orange man bad. That's all they want, orange man bad. They're going to make sure that anybody that they prop up there on their network agrees with that narrative, orange man bad. That's all they want. So as this CNN anchor just kind of lofts up this ball for this chief of police to talk and share, what does he do? He tries to make Orange Man look bad by saying, oh, the president of the United States shouldn't say that governors are being weak. Are you kidding me? 
You're being ran over. And mostly in Democrat-controlled cities. You're being absolutely ran over, railroaded. And it's not just you. It's us, the American people, that are being ran over and losing our livelihoods, losing our businesses, losing the ability to just go to work or just go to a store to get the things that we need. So, yes, governors, if you haven't already called in the National Guard to help you since you can't do it yourself, you need to. And to any chief of police that says otherwise, well, they're part of the problem, in my opinion. Absolutely part of the problem. This is also part of the problem. Absolutely part of the problem. Antifa extremist who praises cop killers to receive nearly $23,000 from the city after being hit with a rubber bullet during the protest. Are you kidding me? That's a Democrat-controlled city for you. The city of Portland, Oregon loves Antifa, or at least the mayor does, Mayor Ted Wheeler. Where else on earth would a person who praises a cop killer receive $23,000 from the city? It's bizarro land. All because he got hit by a rubber bullet during a violent protest. Whoever said crime doesn't pay obviously has never visited, visited Portland. I am just surprised that they didn't award him the key to the city while they were at it, or at least the keys to the closest bank. The city settled nearly $23,000 with this jacknut. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. He filed a complaint saying police injured him and stifled his rights during a 2018 riot. What does this say to all the rioters right now? What does this say to every single person that's rioting and looting right now? Turn around and sue the city if you happen to get hit or hurt by a rubber bullet while you're out there protesting violently. That's what it says. Thank you, Portland, for showing us what not to do to rioters. Absolutely disgusting. I- I'm going to show you this. This is the good vibes portion. This is the good vibes portion. I just, I, th- I may have showed this earlier. I want to show it again in case you missed it. And please, if you haven't already on Facebook and Twitter, retweet right now. Hit share right now. Maybe somebody will see this. I guarantee you, I have not seen this video on the mainstream media. They don't want to show this because what this brother has to say is truth. It's absolute truth, and he's showing and spreading love, and it shows that there's not as much racial division taking place in our country that the mainstream media would like us all to believe. It's not even like that. It's not even like that. It's, it's about staying neutral. That's what's important. That's what's important. So I'm gonna put the this nigga. These motherfuckers not staying. What you say? He killed somebody. Did he kill somebody? Nigga, they fucking squad did that shit. Why did you out my motherfucking family? Yes, I see them as human beings, just like I see everybody on, on this side as human beings. We're all human. This uniform doesn't make him a robot. Just like your uniform, your skin color doesn't make you a criminal. Truth. Your skin color does not make you a criminal, nor should you feel guilty for any color of skin that you have. One of my videos this week, uh, I posted a couple of them actually. I've been flooded with messages. I'd truly like to say thank you for the messages that I've received from so many of you all around this country that need to hear messages of hope. So many Americans are confused. White Americans are confused. Black Americans are confused. Good Christian black folks are confused over what this should all mean. 
I talk about it on the podcast with Charlie Kirk of a, a black worship leader, a conductor, somebody that's very well connected through several spheres, the gospel industry, the evangelical music industry. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but he went so far as to talk about what forced segregation should look like for the churches, for the music. I'm not going to get into it now, but I got into it on that podcast with uh, Charlie Kirk. Make sure you listen to that. Charlie had some amazing words, and I went off. I have to tell you, I did absolutely go off. So what do we have now in so many cities? I hear, and I saw one of your posts at Seattle is considering doing what Minneapolis is doing. They're seriously considering disbanding and defunding the police. Are you kidding me? What kind of stupid are you smoking? What do you think is going to happen if you get rid of cops? You're going to give uh, just anybody that says, well, these are going to be neighborhood protectors. Or they're going to, you're going to give them guns? Probably not. So who's really going to run the streets? Several councilmen and women are seriously considering doing away with their police department and replacing them with nonviolent community-oriented officers. That sounds great. Sounds like a great idea, Democrats. Now, what could possibly go wrong with that? Either Antifa or BLM will be taken, uh, taken over in those areas. And how would nonviolent officers deal with criminals who have guns while these safety officers supposedly will not have guns? Yeah, there's a reason why people obey when officers have a gun. There's also a reason why officers should make sure they use it wisely. Sounds more like an officer shooting gallery to me when only the criminals have guns. Absolute lunacy. Steve Fletcher, a council member, said, I don't know yet, though several of us on the council are working on finding out what it would take to disband the Minneapolis Police Department and start fresh with a community-oriented, nonviolent public safety outreach capacity. Sounds like a bunch of hogwash. Sounds exactly like what Antifa would want. Sounds exactly like what these rioters, these looters, these criminals want. That's exactly what they want. Defund, disband the police. They want to topple the entire system. They want to topple our government. They want to continue to create racial tensions between all Americans, make Americans feel bad for being white, make Americans feel bad for being black, make everybody feel like a victim. And it seems to be working. Unfortunately, well, not on my watch. I'll stand here to defend everything that's good about this country, which is most Americans. Unless that is, you're listening to Joe Biden. Joe Biden seems to be going the same direction that Hillary said. You've got half are uh, good people and the other half are deplorables. That's why I opened my show up. One of your favorite deplorables right here. Hopefully I'm somebody that you appreciate, tries to tell you the truth. Well, Joe Biden couldn't just help himself by basically blasting anywhere from 50 million people in this country, he says, are just bad. It falls right in line with pretty much how he's handled criminal justice in this country and led, led to the mass incarceration of hundreds of thousands of black individuals all around the country. You've got to listen to this from Joe Biden's own mouth. You will have to, we'll have to address these issues straight on. So when a president stands up and divides people all the time, you're going to get the worst of us to come out. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there that are just not very good people. We have to appeal to that and we have to unite people. 10 to 15 percent of 320 plus million people are just not good people? Way to throw us all under the bus. And I guarantee you he's not talking about Democrats. No, he's talking about anybody that votes for this president. He didn't go so far as Hillary did to say half and half, but it's the same mindset. 
It's the same mindset that is completely closed off that says certain people are just bad without actually addressing any issues on what it could be that's making people live, uh, have a harder time. Is it poverty? Uh, is it the area? Is it a distressed community? Is it a lack of education? Is it a lack of jobs? Is it lack of opportunity? All of those things are things that the president's actually handling very, very well. The jobs number report came out for May and it was booming. Are you kidding me? Under this current administration, jobs, the economy, opportunities, everything has been going the right direction before the pandemic and now before this crisis. But if you listen to Joe, who's been in politics for 40 years, everything's Trump's fault. It's all bad. Orange man, bad. They're all touting and, sh- and sharing the exact same party line. Orange man, bad. And we need a change. Donald Trump was the change. He is the change. And he brought real change. America stopped getting ripped off by other countries. We were paying it for this, paying for that, not getting paid for anything that we were providing. We're providing services here. We're providing armed forces here. We're providing military aid here. We're doing all this and we're not getting anything in return. Politicians have been selling us down the road for years, decades, actually, and lining their pockets in the process. President Donald Trump came along and said, not on my watch, no more. I'm going to step out of my cushy private sector life where he's a multi-billionaire and loved and adored by everyone. He stepped in knowing he was going to be stepping into the lion's den. Well, I think he's got Daniel's anointing on him because the lions are snarling. They are chomping at the bit. And so far, our president has come out unscathed. And I believe that he still will continue to do that all the way through this 2020 election. Well, here is the video that uh, Twitter banned. And it's a beautiful video. I showed it at the end of the show yesterday. So many of you reached out and said, please show that again. I'm going to show you again. The mainstream media has tried to say that Donald Trump hasn't said anything about uh, George Floyd, hasn't really addressed the black community, hasn't really uh, been a leader in this time. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, actually came out and said, where's our leader? We need somebody that's going to lead. Let me show you what a real leader looks like and says, and then ask yourself, why in the world would Twitter, a big tech platform, why would they ban this video? I understand the pain that people are feeling. The death of George Floyd on the streets of Minneapolis was a grave tragedy. It should never have happened. It has filled Americans all over the country with horror, anger, and grief. We support the right of peaceful protesters, and we hear their pleas. The voices of law-abiding citizens must be heard, and heard very loudly. Stand with the family of George Floyd, with the peaceful protesters, and with every law-abiding citizen who wants decency, civility, safety, and security. But what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace. The memory of George Floyd is being dishonored by rioters, looters, and anarchists. The violence and vandalism is being led by Antifa and other radical left-wing groups who are terrorizing the innocent, destroying jobs. I did this for no reason. 
The mobs are devastating the life's work of good people and destroying their dreams. We worked so hard to get you. So hard. It harms those who have the least. We cannot and must not allow a small group of criminals and vandals to wreck our cities and lay waste to our communities. We must defend the rights of every citizen to live without violence, prejudice, or fear. Healing, not hatred, justice, not chaos, are the mission at hand. I stand before you as a friend and ally to every American seeking justice and peace. No one is more upset than fellow law enforcement officers by the small handful who fail to abide by their oath to serve and protect. We support the overwhelming majority of police officers who are incredible in every way and devoted public servants. We must all work together as a society to expand opportunity and to create a future of greater dignity and promise for all of our people. Every citizen in every community has the right to be safe in their workplace, safe in their homes, and safe in our city streets. We are working toward a more just society, but that means building up, not tearing down, joining hands, not hurling fists, standing in solidarity, not surrendering to hostility. This is the sacred right of all Americans that I am totally determined to defend and will defend. Goosebumps. That right there, my friends, is what a leader sounds like. He has addressed the issue of George Floyd. He's addressed the the issue of what us Americans are dealing with, what our law enforcement officers are dealing with, and he's addressing so, so much more even behind the scenes. We have a true leader right now in the White House, and I can't say anywhere close to that for anybody in the Democrat Party that thinks they hold a candle to what this current president and his administration have been able to do in just a short three and a half years. We have a leader, and I'm so thankful for that. And I'm going to come off of that and go right into Nancy Pelosi (laughs) and the speaker for the Democrats. Is this woman really speaking for you? Good afternoon. Uh, As you probably are aware, I this afternoon sent a letter uh, to the president Uh, expressing concern about the increased militarization and lack of clarity their military on the steps of of Lincoln Memorial. The uh, uh, the, uh, what is it? I'll, I'll read it to you. Soldiers on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The National Park Service doing that a violent act of hassling peaceful protesters the other night. States have sent in National Guard troops from other states. These uh, National Guard people come in from other states. By what authority? We want some answers to that. And I sent that on behalf of my members. 
but it is about other injustices too. It's about health disparities. It's about environmental injustice. It's about economic injustice. It's about education. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what is that woman drinking? Or what is she taking? It is obvious that she's got something going on upstairs, and yet she is the chosen speaker for the Democrats in the House. <laughs> Do you see any contrast there? I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's Biden or Pelosi. What what do the Democrats have to offer politically? What do they really have to offer? Every single one of those Democrats have been in office for decades, and yet we're still here. And the only reason that our country's been doing amazing is because of the last three and a half years of Donald J. Trump. Uh, and, and, and that's fact. That's absolute fact. I, I'm going to jump over to this. I'm going to jump over to this because so much has been said uh, you know, there's, it's such a racial issue. It's such a, it's, it's, it's turned into a race issue with this cop, Derek Chauvin. I don't even know. I don't, you know what? I don't even think the guy's racist. You want me to tell you why he's, he was married, was married. She filed for divorce, but she was Asian. He was married to an Asian woman. Now, unless he was just selectively racist, I think he just had a badge power pr- uh, problem. I think he just loved the badge so much that he just wanted to wield that power on anybody and make everybody else feel inferior. We still have to hear any facts that this had anything to do with race. And obviously, it was uh, not justified. The man has been tried for murder, second-degree murder, yet it's all about race to everybody else. It's all about the injustices of the black man at the hands of cops. Well, if we want to trace it back a little bit deeper... We want to go back to slavery. We've got so many Democrat politicians. We've got them talking about reparations. Black Lives Matters all for reparations. How in the world do you give reparations to who? So many black folks have other races in them these days. And again, I still believe we're all one race. But if we're going to just put everybody in boxes to try to figure things out, let's take a little trip down memory lane. And I looked at a lot of different articles to try to bring you something. But for those for those liberals out there that may be watching that uh, use companies that the same big tech companies use that are ultra biased to conservative views, I found one that actually breaks down a whole lot on the issue of slavery. And wouldn't you know it, it comes from one of those left-leaning biased organization fact checkers that Facebook themselves uses. Snopes. Oh yeah, I'm going to bring you this from Snopes because uh, they're supposed to be a fact checker for big tech so let's look and see what, uh, what, what Snopes has to say about racism. Excuse me, slavery. One of the less known facts. I'm going to jump down to what they say. The first legal slave owner. We've heard this. I've shared this. One of the first legal slave owners in the United States of America was black. Yes, a black man owned slaves. Well, the first legal slave owner in American history was a black tobacco farmer named Anthony Johnson, It says possibly true. The wording of this statement is important. Anthony Johnson was not the first slave owner in American history, but he was, according to historians, among the first to have his lifetime ownership of a servant legally sanctioned by the court. We're talking about a black man here in America, friends. A former indentured servant himself, Anthony Johnson was a free Negro who owned a 250-acre farm in Virginia during the 1650s. With five indentured servants under contract to him, one of them, a black man named John Kasser, 
claimed that his term of service had expired years earlier and Johnson was holding him illegally. In 1654, a civil court found that Johnson, in fact, owned Casser's services for life, an outcome historian R. Hilliburton Jr. calls one of the first known legal sanctions of slavery, other than as a punishment for crime. North Carolina's largest slaveholder in 1860 was a black plantation owner named William Ellison. Well, uh, William Ellison was a very wealthy black plantation owner and cotton gin manufacturer who lived in South Carolina, uh, according to the 1860 census in which his surname listed Ellison, he owned 63 black slaves, making him the largest of the 171 black slave owners in South Carolina, but farthest from the largest overall slaveholder in the state. Uh, he was among one of the largest and probably one of the probably the largest black slave owner. American Indians owned slaves, the thousands of black slaves. True. Historian Tia Miles provided this snapshot of the American Native American ownership of black slaves at the turn of the 19th century from Slate magazine in 2016. Miles placed the number of enslaved people held by Cherokees at around 600 at the start of the 19th century and about 1500 at the time of westward removal in 1838 to 39. Creeks, Choctaws, and Chickasaws said, uh, she said, held around 3,500 slaves across the three nations as the 19th century began slavery inched its way slower into Cherokee life Miles told me when a white man moved into a slave uh, into a slave into a native location usually to work as a trader or as an Indian agent he would own African slaves if such a person also had a child with a native woman uh, as was not uncommon the half European half native child would inherit the enslaved people and their children under white law, as well as the right to use tribal lands under tribal laws. This combination put such people in a position to expand their wealth, eventually operating large farms and plantations. In 1830, there were 3,775 free black people who owned 12,740 slaves. True, approximately true, according to a historian R. Hilliburton Jr., Here's the facts of it from Snopes. There were approximately 319,599 free blacks in the United States in 1830. Approximately 13.7% of the total black population was free. A significant number of those free blacks were owners of slaves. The census in 1830 lists 3,775 free Negroes who owned a total of 1,270 slaves. Many black slaves were allowed to hold jobs, own businesses, and own real estate. Somewhat true. I'm going to get off of this. I think I've made my point. The point of the matter is this. If you want to talk about slavery and you want to talk about reparations, you cannot disregard the fact that black black folks also own slaves here in this country. So where are you going to stop? Where are you going to start? Who says they get reparations? What about the black folks whose ancestors also own slaves? It is a mess. It's absolutely disgusting. Slavery has been a part of history pretty much in every culture since the beginning of time. Well, not the very beginning. If you believe the Bible like I do, that was Adam and Eve and they were free and then they sinned and then they got pushed out. You just, 
You can't try to go back and figure out who's going to get what. It's all a position and a manipulation, and it's a political manipulation to try to get people to feel like victims. You get them to feel like victims, and you're going to offer them something for free. Well, I think plantation owners, they offered free housing. They offered free food. They offered free medical care. What the heck's different with the Democrat Party today? They want to offer all the same free stuff. Just vote for us. And then give us everything. Let If they'd really have their way, it would be socialism. Let us take over everything, but we'll take care of you. You won't have to worry about anything. You won't grow too much. You won't be able to cre- create your own businesses. We're, they'll own it all, but you'll be taken care of. That's the lie, friends, that Democrat politicians are pushing on all of us. Sounds a lot like modern slavery today. But if you want to trace the roots and go back and talk about slavery and it's all the white man's fault, don't forget... There was a lot of black folks that also had slaves. Sorry to break it to you, but I'm just going to bring you the facts. That's what I do. And we'll, uh, we'll, I got one more video to show you after this. I think this is a beautiful thing. I think I talked about it yesterday. The fact that Kanye West did what so many celebrities should do, but chose not to. They're choosing to spend their money to bail out rioters, criminals. Kanye West donated $2 million to pay college tuition for George Floyd's daughter. Also, some of that went to distressed and destroyed businesses in Chicago. What's the difference between a liberal and a conservative? Liberals contribute money to bail violent criminals out of jail, whereas a conservative contributes money to the victims of the actual crime. It's exactly what Kanye West did this week as he committed $2 million for the victims. In in addition, will pay for the college tuition of George Floyd's six-year-old daughter. Kanye is a huge Trump supporter and a big believer in supporting the candidate who does the most for the black community rather than bow to the pressure to vote for all Democrats. And with that, I'm going to show you exactly what the president just recently had to say that I've had the opportunity to share. I shared it on Lou Dobbs some last night. I was on Sean Spicer yesterday. I was with Rudy Giuliani last week. I've been doing so many interviews. It's all amazing. I love all of it. And I love the opportunities that God is putting in front of me. And guess what? I didn't because I didn't get these opportunities because I feel like I'm a victim, because the white man's bad, because uh, I'm being kept down, because I can't be who I want to be by putting my best foot forward. No. I press forward, I put my best foot forward, I work hard, and I pray and believe God will open the doors as they, uh, as he deems fit. And I put my trust and faith in him and believe that he will open the doors as it's time for me to walk through him, and that's exactly what's happening. But here is the president himself sharing exactly what mainstream media outlets will refuse to tell their audience. But we did the best job in the history. If you look uh, criminal justice reform, historically black colleges and universities, I funded that on a permanent basis. President Obama didn't do that. Uh, President Bush, nobody did it. I took care of it. Uh, so many different things when you look. Opportunity zones with, as you know, with a, our very great senator, and, and he is a, indeed a great senator from South Carolina. And uh, Tim's a friend of mine, he's a friend of yours, and he's, he did a great job, and he came to me with this idea. And I said, sounds good, let's give it a shot. Well, it's, it's mind-boggling what happened to that, and it's great, the opportunity zones. We've done so much, I don't get credit for it, but criminal justice reform, you know that, I had no chance of getting done. Everybody tried, nobody could get it, and I was able to get it done. And if you listen to people, uh, it's like we didn't do it. And I was the one that got it done, totally done. And it's a great thing, and people are really happy with it. Yes, Mr. President, we, 
Those that know the truth are very extremely happy. Please share this video, share this message. People need to know the truth. I dropped so many bombs in this episode, in this podcast, that so many Americans have no idea have no idea about because they're listening to the nonstop propaganda of the mainstream media. We need the truth. I truly believe the truth will set us all free. God bless you all. Thank you so, so much. And for all of you guys that are ordering our products, thank you. Orders are going through the roof. My wife and I have never been so busy. We're putting little notes on there. Make sure I'm going to do this little cameo for you guys that are getting this uncorked drink. Drink this. Don't take the interlean at the same time. These do similar. I want to make sure you guys get the best results possible. I'm going to do a special video to cover all of our, co- our products at uncorkedliving.com. For those of you that are giving our products a try, Dream I take every night, Detox I take every night. All of our products are amazing, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of you that have uh, chosen to support myself and my wife's small business. You're giving us some work to do, but we're having fun, and we're so, so thankful for it. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your Friday evening. TJF, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. You want to listen to that uh, interview that I just got to do with the infamous Charlie Kirk. The man's amazing. We got into it, but it was all very, very good. And that's exactly what Americans need to hear right now. A white guy and a black guy that know their facts, that go at it, that talk about and break down a whole lot of these racial issues that we're dealing with in our country today. I know you're going to absolutely love that podcast and everything else that I bring if you like my videos and the messages I share. So, Download and or subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and have a great rest of your evening and a fantastic weekend. Be armed and be ready. Antifa's not done because we've got Democrat mayors and governors that are pretty much giving them free reign. Be safe and be smart. God bless you all. Have a good night.